We've already vanquished a couple foes. Oh, dirty staff, glad to be here, Michelle. Always glad to be here. A beautiful day in the field here, Sheldon Field, Northampton, Massachusetts. The corn is singing to us through the, the breeze and the wind. Um, I, all I smell is uh, corn, corn and fresh grass. Corn, let's do, how about a few introductions? I think that would be a great idea. Uh, I forgot to introduce myself last time, so I'm just gonna. Oh, really? I'm just gonna just say, hey, everybody. I'm Michelle. I'm not gonna give you my last name. I don't want you looking me up because I am that good looking. Ooh. But you don't know that because you're listening to me. But you'll get curious because I know I have a hot voice. Pfeiffer. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, but that's who I am. The cat's out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag. Cat woman's out of the bag. Oh, you don't know how much they're paying me to be here. And the guy to my right is. I can't tell. Um, is that You're right. Me? I can't tell your right or our right. Sorry, the guy to my right. Two rights make it wrong. It I'm Matt Woodland, everybody. <laughs> um, and I'm happy to be here. Is am I am I your right? Were you talking about our co-host? You're my our right. Co-host. You're my right. Okay, Matt Woodland, pleasure to be here. Who are you? Oh, this is this is Ryan Arnold, <laughs> and I, I'm on the. Am I on your right? I'm on the left. You're on my wrong. I'm on your left. You're on my left. Right, I'm on your right. Everybody's right. on somebody's left. Everybody's on somebody's right. Now you know the layout. Yep. Right is in the eye of the beholder, but that only works if you're a Cyclops. It's great to be here. It's <laughs> great to be here. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Ryan with the weather. <laughs> What's the temp out there, my friend? I'm going to say it's a cool... 58 degrees with sunbeams coming down providing the clouds of photosynthesis that this corn needs in order mm. to turn bright yellow and eventually beam back to its home planet yeah there's some pretty non-toxic grass out here there's not mm -hmm. a whole lot of activity in the park there's uh there's a dog over there and it looks to be friendly it yep. does Yep, it does appear to be friendly. It's just, uh, it's on its leash. It's running around. The owners are being careful. It's all the way to the hell down there. Yep. We got a little bit of wind here, but it is for the most part odorless. So uh, don't even worry about wind that smells like farts or hamburgers. For now. Neither one here in the field at present. The polar opposite of an SBD, my friend. You guys are really confident that it's not going to start smelling like snipped. farts out here. Mm-hmm. Pretty confident about that. If they put down a huge translucent dome over the city, then it would start to smell like farts pretty quickly. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think so. And there would be a public service ad going around saying, please be considerate. Do not fart in the dome. Mm -hmm. How many people do you think would listen to it? Probably not very many. And people would need to get uh, charcoal filters in their houses <laughs> specifically to exercise the farts. Because in the future, people are farting a lot more than they are now. And what Is that true? Yeah. yeah. Oh. I was just going to ask the same thing. For power. Oh. That's how we're going to run our electric plants on farts. That's amazing. What a revolution. A <laughs> little bit of weather, a little bit of future. <laughs> a lot of knowledge. A lot of knowledge. Use it wisely. How could we not? This weather. You know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering... <laughs> Since the last time we met and we did this thing, what's new with you guys? What's new? What's changed? What's up with your week since, you know, what's going on? Matt, we'll was start this, with you. 
So in other words, what's the skinny? What's the lowdown? What's, what's the skinny? The hu- what's the hubbub? Um, a couple new th- and on the on the t- on the taco front, I did actually enjoy some tacos. Okay, do tell, mm. do tell, do tell. Mm. Yeah. I had some tacos last night. I was uh I was over at a friend's house. Uh, Jimmy Blair, maybe you heard of him. Mm-hmm. I was there with another oh, yeah. comedian, Funny uh, guy. Funny Caitlin Reese. Maybe you heard it. Just yeah. name dropping. Bam, bam. <laughs> and I was place. I was up there, and um, we all ordered. Uh, I'll be honest, we ordered Mexican food, and I went for the tacos, and it was pretty. Uh, the happenstance worked out pretty nicely because I'm like, oh, we got a recording tomorrow. I'm gonna get this beautiful legendary taco story. Mm-hmm. Life is really turning. Uh, everything's coming up roses for the Matthew kid. And uh, so, yeah, pretty much I got the tacos. Mm-hmm. And I would say one issue I had was I ordered the improper beans. I ordered um, black beans, huh. which is usually what I do for a default. But it turns out with this particular taco place, I think the refried beans were actually more of their specialty. And that was mm-hmm. the way to go. So I got a little guff yeah. from because a couple other the, the party guests ordered the exact same tacos that I did. And, but they got the refried beans, which was proper. And um, if I'm being honest, so what happened, I was on such a taco kick that even later that night, I went to a one Seven Eleven. maybe you heard of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I made, a, I made a big mistake and I ordered two of those humongous <laughs> uh, mealy burritos that oh, yeah. they have oh my there. God. <laughs> and unfortunately, I had the perfect flawless taco experience but now it was it was sullied on <laughs> as a whole. It was diluted, if you will. It's like it's uh I always uh, it's akin to like what I always say like the Matrix sequels mm-hmm. take away from the original Matrix even being a good movie. So now like when mm. you think the Matrix, you're like, oh, a hunk of garbage with some albinos. I got you. <laughs> so that was kind of pretty much my taco experience was like too many albinos. Uh, pretty wow. much is how I would like. Uh, drop it down but it was it was nice to eat some tacos with pals as we all know and uh that's what i've been into michelle i'm well first of all i'm sorry that you were taco shamed because it Mm. sounded like you might have gotten a little taco shamed because you didn't choose the right bean but uh i think you know for next time i know for next time because it's also like you don't it's each taco place has their um uh they specialize in a certain kind of bean Mm -hmm. i agree Mm -hmm. something that's mixed in with their own little seasoning whatever you know they're Whatever fats they choose to cook their beans up with, like refried beans are, you know. You're right, 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 right. But I, I like a, I do like a black bean though, so I do know where you're coming from, because I like a good black bean in my burrito or taco every mm-hmm. once in a while. I make good uh, black bean butternut squash tacos for when you want to completely not have a real taco, but feel like you're eating a taco. Have you guys ever had this experience? You just get something like in your burrito that they're just like. I feel like sometimes <laughs> yeah. they'll just throw an ingredient in there. Just to like give you like give you the punk treatment, like a carrot. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Like something that simply doesn't belong. I went to this burrito place and I it was, you I could tell they just strewn about in that burrito were sugar snap peas. Whoa. <laughs> a sugar snap pea. I'm not kidding. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> a sugar snap pea in a burrito, and this is like in its living in harmony with some nice rice, some nice cayenne pepper, a sugar snap pea, dude. What is this? I don't know where sugar I don't even think a sugar snap pea is like an ingredient that plays well with other ingredients. That's a standalone vegetable. In it my really opinion. it's a side dish basically. Yeah. So having like even just a little hunk of carrot alone would have given me a bad feeling, but a sugar snap pea that's like so far to the left of what that dish actually is, that would have 
yeah, just put some oatmeal in there while you're at it. <laughs> <laughs> Toss a Ritz cracker in there if you're going this. It's it's pandemonium. Yeah. Anyways, but that's enough about me. All right. How well, what's going on with you, Ryan? I uh, I got a taco right before I I came here. I was found myself Hell wandering yeah. around in downtown Northampton. Uh, I went to buy some kazoo's, <laughs> and. I knew that I, I needed to get some food, and I was wandering around, not sure. And uh, after a while, I started to get lightheaded. And I don't know how to navigate this new <laughs> world of eating. You know, like I didn't, there are, there are tents outside. There's, uh, there's sanitation stations. Where can I go to eat? It's not as easy as getting out of your car, going in somewhere to, you like, getting it, and then coming out or eating it somewhere like you had so much flexibility. I totally get what you're saying. It's a process, yeah. It's yeah. everything has a sort of like a the you know the soup Nazi esque process for like each restaurant. Yes. You have to do it just properly, or else, rather than being scolded by a soup Nazi, you're gonna be uh, huffing and puffing from a coronavirus, and not to be callous about it. No, but I think that's a realistic take on it. You're yeah. not being callous; you're just being real. That's <laughs> real talk. Why is it huffing and puffing? Which is kind of a, it's a little bit of levity. Well, we know that you're the sassy one in the group, <laughs> so it's only what we expect. <laughs> so that's Look, okay. I'm, I'd like to be considered the bad boy of podcasting if I would. <laughs> oh, that's assumed. That's uh, already assumed. Everybody can the, tell. I'm looking at you, the Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> experience this. So I get these tacos. <laughs> <laughs> what is this, the weather? <laughs> and I'm looking for a place to eat them, and I realize that there is no acceptable place to eat these tacos. Because I, yeah. I walk a little ways down the street and I, uh, I park myself down on a bench and uh, uh, lower, lower my face mask mm-hmm. to begin eating the tacos. And people are passing by because I'm on a bench on a public street and they're looking at me with their masks on like I am wantonly spreading the coronavirus. Yeah. And so I moved a few streets down and then somebody else was giving me that same look and so finally I just I just ate them in my car oh. in shame there's no there's no place for my kind a, a, a taco eater that doesn't want to be in the tent Ryan you're fine people could change a little people could be people could be a little kinder no it's the life of a yeah it's a life of a of a, a taco junkie now yeah. It's like, yeah, if you're trying to if you're trying to get, get fixed, unless you're in like a taco shooting gallery, it's like you're going to be shunned by society. It's like, hey, yeah, let me be, yeah, you be you, I'll be me. I'm eating tacos. That's exactly it. We got to respect our own individualities mm-hmm. and our own choices, right? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I hope the the tacos were still good at least. Like, they were. They were delicious. Oh, what flavor, by the way? I got, yeah. I got, a, got a pork taco. Ooh. Likewise, did I say mine? Did I already to- did I tell you mine was pork? No, we just knew it had black beans in it. Oh, and it wasn't even in the taco. Because also beans don't go in a taco, I don't believe. That would be a bit much. It w- they're beans. on the side. They're, well, the thing is, my black beans, they're kind of like in these like plastic souffle things. So I looked like a goose just like eating beans out of this, <laughs> <laughs> this tiny little <laughs> little uh, uh, ounce dish. I don't know measurements, but <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was not where our beans belong. Hmm. Interesting. Like when you say pork, are we talking like a carnitas? It was it was more like a just like a sautéed you know like pork chunk. Ah, say wasn't less. a pulled pork. Mm. Capiche, capiche. I love pork. I feel like you just can't go wrong with pork because of the texture, and when it's shredded and pulled, it's just got that that nice like it's not lean though. You know, it's still fatty. 
but it's just so tender. Yeah. Yeah. I just want a big crock pot of pulled pork right now with like oh, pineapple salsa or something fucking good. Sometimes some barbecue sauce on it is yummy too. Mm-hmm. Don't go too wild though. A little goes a long way. That's I always right. say that. You're exactly right. I've always right. been known to say that. Barbecue sauce is one of those amazing condiments that do they it does stretch out. It stretch it stretches out nicely. Michelle, how was your week? How was your taco, my friend? I actually okay. Good news. What? No taco meat this week, which means no food poisoning. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I'd update you guys because I, (laughs) I know, you both must have been really curious, so that's why I want to just start by mentioning that. But kids, here's what I'm. Here's I don't want to call you kids because you're definitely not children. You're, I respect you very much. You're like yeah, we're like a bunch of young goats. I'm a man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a big boy. I've had a very busy week. I worked a lot of overtime. OT. Mama's been chasing that paper, and it's going to... I have, yo. Yep, I just ended up... I just spent a lot of money on furnishing a new apartment that I'm moving into in another week, which is okay. Uh, But I'll be getting that uh, overtime, which will make up for it. So, uh, and then... uh, Today, I actually got to have breakfast with one of my favorite co-workers, this little uh, old Irish lady named Rosaline. I don't want to call her old because she's very youthful. She could kick my ass. But uh, it was funny because she's like, we can, we can gab, we can gab. But what I didn't realize is she wanted to like gab about my divorce, my pending divorce. For the listeners out there, I won't go into it too much, my Ow. pending divorce. Uh, I'll tell you all about it on my podcast. You tell okay, her she has to give you some dirt in exchange. Well, no, you know what? It's just like everybody else in my life right now. They give me the lecture. Not lecture. It's really good, you know, talk like, just stay alone. Stay by yourself for at least 12 months. Only she was like 24 months. You need to be alone for 24 months. Everybody is so worried about me not staying single. And it's like, have you taken a look at me from head to toe? I'm not really sure that I am. I'm really. I'm not really sure that I'm that A plus plus me on the market this time around. You know, like I'm 42. I I I'm not gonna put myself down because I feel like I like the way I look, no matter what. I like the way I look. I'm happy with myself. I am not gonna shame myself at all. But I do get that I'm not everybody's bag. You know, I'm no Marilyn Monroe. I have my own charms and. Uh, I'm not looking for anybody. So that everybody's worried that I'm going to go running off with somebody is hilarious to me. But I love Rosaline. So she's being very sweet and just making sure that I was okay like everybody's doing nowadays. And so it was nice. It was nice to have that that way to start out my day. Just nice good conversation with a good friend. And then we worked again for three and a half hours. But Rosaline did not give you any uh, sweet dirt on her on her love life. No, she's been married to a wonderful gentleman by the name of Jimmy Quinn. You might see him around town, Jimmy Quinn painting. He has his own Jimmy Quinn. Jimmy Quinn. He's a very funny guy. <laughs> Hilarious. Like I, I picture like immediately show. like a guy who has a van that's got a caricature of his own face, like in a little painting outfit. <laughs> <laughs> he's adorable. He's adorable. But it was nice to have. Uh, it was nice to do that. That's how I started my day. So I had a pretty good week. It was busy, but. It's ending really nicely. And then in the field here with my two favorite co-hosts. Uh, wish we could do this every day, right? <laughs> Jimmy Quinn, attorney at law oh, slash exterminator. <laughs> oh, Last night, Jimmy Quinn really painted the town red, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what she sounds like? <laughs> no, no. I feel like, I feel like he's he probably has like a such like an alpha handshake, but like nothing else to back it up. He says you his name no when he introduced Jimmy Quinn. Jimmy, Jimmy Quinn. Quinn. 
Jimmy Quinn. How are you? Jimmy Quinn. Just an adorable little Irish guy. And he calls his wife at work all the time just to say hello and flirt with her. And uh, he has to talk to me once. And he gets on the phone and he goes, 50 years. People get less time for murder. And I'm like, what are you talking about, Jimmy Quinn? He's like, it's my anniversary. I'm like, oh, my God. So he's funny. He stole my heart. He's got. He's a funny guy. Be nice to what's Jimmy Quinn. What's Jimmy's alias? Uh, Yakov Shmirnov? Yeah, because I do a horrible a impersonation. Con- what a conjury. It's terrible. I cannot, what a conjury, comrade. I cannot do an impersonation to save my life. Comrade, pleasure to meet you. Jimmy Quinn, attorney at law. Right. Let's set up something. Talk to my paralegal. Oh, guess what it's time for? What time? What time is it for, is it, Michelle? It's time for an update with Chopper Ryan on the weather. (laughs) (laughs) Weather. I'm I'm high above the city of Baltimore, Maryland right now. And below me is, uh, I'm pretty high. I see some buildings. Uh, Oh, my God. All the people look like ants from up here. You're not gonna, I can see everybody's chimney. Mrs. McGrarity has a, a swimming pool that's going away for the season because it's getting a little chilly. The tops of the the trees are all infected with joy. That's, that's what I call when they start to change colors. I say they're infected <laughs> with joy. Uh, you're riddled visual. with joy. <laughs> you ain't going to make it. <laughs> like Tom Hanks at the end of Philadelphia, you, you're too infected with joy. <laughs> you're beautiful, but soon, <laughs> soon it's lights out, my friend. Lesions <laughs> ah, uh, and leaves, am I right? That's right. That's our bad boy of comedy. That's our bad boy. Our bad boy. Hey, guess what? What's up? It's time to Pico your topic. Yay. <laughs> Who wants to be the Pico man? I'll do it. Uh, oh, let Ride Dog I, take it. I ordered uh, some side of sour cream and pinko, Pico de Gallo with my, with my taco, oh. only to realize that I had ordered the sides that potentially came with a burrito. What? That they were add-ons, so I pay, I'm not... Did not use them with my taco there. That's how cream is in my car cooking. <laughs> it's, it's not gonna be. It's tempering, getting just right. It'll be holidays by the time you're there. All right, the worst show. Your worst show. Oh wow. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Ugh. See that's funny because I feel like you're gonna have an idea of what your worst show is, uh-huh. but it's not gonna be the same idea as the audience that night. They probably have seen you done worse, and it's gonna be your. Yeah, I guess it's a little, it's a little uh, eye of the beholder. Yeah, worst show. We're talking like, yeah, worst, worst, worst performance. Uh, yeah, just your whatever your criteria is. The worst show. What show did you do that just left you looking in the mirror for a good eight hours? <laughs> okay, so I personally, I haven't. I've done uh, three shows, a total of three shows, and my I'm kind of a newbie. I've been doing this for a little over a year here in the uh, Western Mass region so i don't know if it's a show that i can say is my worst show but it's an open mic that was my worst i'll say i not really because i because i liked my shows i have nothing to complain about with the shows that i did i actually think i did all right well you have a flawless record oh <laughs> see he's the bad boy of comedy one minute and the next minute he's like all compliments he's a know? hooker with a heart of gold mm-hmm. that's what they say that is what they say 
You've been known as the, uh, who was that guy that was the luckiest man, <laughs> who considered himself the luckiest man <laughs> with that echo? <laughs> uh, I want to say Lou Reed, but that's wrong. <laughs> Lou Gehrig. Is it Lou Gehrig? <laughs> Lou Gehrig. Lou Gehrig. How, why is that, by the way, not to get tangential, but why is <laughs> just showing up, how is that an award? That's got to be, hmm. that's, the, that's the lamest award I've ever heard. That's the first participation trophy I've ever heard of. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. even Lou Gehrig, hey. He showed up. <laughs> All right, this is uh, I don't know I don't know enough about sports to have a to have a hot take. <laughs> and I'm right there with you. <laughs> I can't think of anything to say about that. I don't know anything about sports. Hey, I do know about basketball cuz I I could tell you that I played basketball in elementary school and I played the same position as Danny Ainge from the Celtics. Whatever, whoever that was. You ever been to that that uh, that basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield? I've seen it, oh, yeah. but I've never been in. I don't really oh, like know. basketball that much. I like to call it b-ball. You b-ball, like, yeah, that's a really cool, fresh way of uh, yeah. If you like black and white photographs of uh, of old old guys in like weird leather sneakers, basketball a Hall of Fame chest, might be yeah, for a you. Lo- a lot of chess passing back in the day. Mm. Back, white people like to do a lot of chess passing. I, you know, I was thinking the other day, like, Matt, I was in the car thinking about this whole topic the other day, believe it or not. And I was like, what if a topic could be like the five best passes in basketball? (laughs) And I was thinking the chess pass because I'm like, I used to love the chess pass. I tear that shit up. Chess pass. <laughs> chess pass. That's a that's a chess compression, my friend. <laughs> no, can't get that's a break. C- <laughs> can't get a break. That's a CPR move. That's a, I, I remember that scene from The Sandlot. That's all I'm saying. Worst show, Matt. Worst sh- worst, worst show. show. You guys, I gotta. Is there a way? Would you guys want to continue talking as I go pee over there? I would want you to do that. Would but you? Could we do this don't on pee air? Don't on your microphone because I don't want you to get. Are you gonna bring I'm the microphone? I'm about to give you guys the worst show slash best show. No, I don't think <sighs> I should bring the microphone. But you guys can talk about my technique and all that. Would that make sense? Is that too hot for TV? I'm gonna let or, Ryan. Tr- I'm not gonna look at you, but I'm gonna let Ryan give me a play, play by, by play. play. Okay, here okay. goes. I'll try to make it snappy. I just gotta right. respect this. I gotta respect your privacy, Matt. Even though you're asking me not to. Okay, here goes. I'll watch until you start your business. A straight line hustle over to the cornfield, double handing it, getting that getting that belt off. He got over there really quick, Ryan. Yep. He hustled. Yep. Yep. I'm not looking now, so uh, I'm gonna trust your uh, play by play, sir. It's a uh, it's a full stream, like a like a jet stream. You can wow. (laughs) It's really. Is he like knocking into a thing of corn? Is it like? Wavering. I can see that there is a ladybug that is drowning in urine, oh. and it is attracting the attention of several snakes, who I can only describe as looky loos. <laughs> Classic Matt. That's what the bad boy of comedy does. Yep. Oh, there's a wind Classic. gust coming, and if you know anything about uh, peeing outside, a wind gust is not your friend. Splashback. Is he getting splashback? He's he's getting a little stop and start rhythm going there, and uh, oh, here's here comes the shake. Oh, <laughs> wow! Which hand? Which hand was the shake? It just occurred to me this no. moment as I'm doing this that yeah. uh, I hope nobody does this when I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, he asked for it. We'd only do this if you asked. He asked. He straight asked for it. <laughs> what if I ask for it, but it's 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 not a real. I just do it uh, peer pressure. Do you want us to peer pressure you to do it? Is that what you're saying? You're just dropping that hint right now? But Ryan, 
pee Ryan. It would hey. be so much fun if we could watch you pee Ryan. <laughs> Especially because it's so windy, Ryan. You know you want to. It's too windy. It's not too windy. All right, and I'll, I'm back from peeing, and I'll have you know that I actually, my these fingers didn't manage <laughs> to not touch one iota of urine slash a genitalia. Wow. I did this little trick. This is the first time I've done it. But I actually, um, not it, tell me if it's too graphic. But I used the woven top of my Fruit of the Loom boxers, and I just sort of used it as sort of like a chin strap if my uh, scrote and testes <laughs> were the chin. And I did like a little, like bit of a hammock, just like a little, a little, here you go, here you go, buddy. Like a little, just to get the last few droplets off. Um, that is smart. Are we, um, um, Straight to the patent office. Is this on Pornhub now? Did yeah. I, did I take I took it there. No. Yeah. Dirty stay out after good. dark. Whoop whoop. That's a little we redundant. Do, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. This is the dirty stay outs AM. Yeah. You can do a couple per day. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> checking in on you in the morning, checking in on you in the nighttime. Always always Hell watching. Yeah. Heavy breathing. Always. We're behind you. Michelle, do we ever get a worse do we get a worse show out of you? Or do no, we, I, 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 I uh, interrupted. There was just one night, one open mic night that I remember at Packard's Ooh. where I really stepped my foot in it because I was just kind of like, I didn't understand like being late, going into a open mic with primarily all gentlemen in the audience and trying to well, do a set about not, how funny my breasts often. are. I don't know about gentlemen. Yeah. No, <laughs> no. Cause then Scurvy somebody, dogs somebody were. burnt me like right after I did my set and they did a set about my boobs. They said something. It was it was something that they were just like picking on my set afterward. And I felt like three feet tall. I was like, ah, note to self, know your audience, no boob jokes when it's just all dudes in the audience. For our listeners out there, Michelle is taller than that. So I am. I'm lying. I'm much taller. She than felt that. three feet tall, but she's actually significantly taller. So mm-hmm. she felt small. I've been compared to gazelles before i think that's the appropriate height a giraffe well you invented you invented that uh oh man i was gonna try to do a basketball term but i don't have the ch- i don't have the know-how i can't be doing the i can't be referencing basketball if i don't know the if i don't know what i'm talking about what's that thing where the guy he like hooked the shot over his head kareem is that kareem? called the hook shot what's that hook thing shot. that's hook shot that's ah hook shot. you know what i should have done just had a little courage and went with it yeah you gotta trust yourself. You know yeah. what you're doing. You know ah. what you're doing, man. Trust yourself. Dude, where's where's shows, everybody? Where's shows? Did you? Do we have it, Ryan? Do you want to go? You want me to go? Did you? Did you, you can go. I go. What's your worst show? My worst show. Well, cause it's. I mean, it's a hot it thing because the actual worst show is probably just like sort of like, whatever. This is just lame. But I have a few worst shows slash best shows. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, for instance, this one, I don't know if you, um, I don't know if you have, you guys have ever worked with the likes or heard of the likes of a Vinnie Beetle. He's like this classic, <laughs> he's just, he is just, all he is about is just hustling and getting that money and somehow he tries to use amateur comedy to get that. His big thing is he loves, he'll try to, he'll just book, he'll like do these shows He'll charge like twenty dollars for the tickets, and then he'll like book like infinity uh, comics for the show, mm-hmm. and then just badger you into bringing your friends. So it won't technically be a bringer, 
but it'll just be it'll be set up as just a dumpster fire of a show where there's just way more comedians than audience, and it's just great. I love. I'll never turn down a Vinnie Beetle show. <laughs> it's, it's always a treat. There's never not a treat. And but it's it's the best if there's somebody else booked on the show that you know. It's like yeah, we both know we're here, <laughs> and then you can like, but then you can just like give like the gym eyes from the office, just like hey, here we are. Am I right? Because you definitely in that situation you need like some a point of commiseration for sure. Mm-hmm. But probably my best, coolest, worst show that I did for Vinnie Beetle was a time, uh, and the punchline is a lady got out of her seat and just gave, and attempted to strangle me. <laughs> <laughs> and so pretty much how this happened, oh there was this lady God. and she was just sort of sitting there and she had like, there was something odd, you could tell there was something odd about here because she was laughing at all the wrong parts of like everybody's jokes like she was like going along like she was but you, you could tell she was like she was very akin to the the joker you know just sort of like yeah this guy is not really fitting in like he's attempting to laugh but she was just sort of attempting to laugh at all these wrong parts and then by the time i got up there you know matthew just pretty much i just lean on repetition just like something that's dumb and then i'll just say infinity times and i'll i'll try to be like that's good right that that counts as humor <laughs> and then um this lady she just yelled she just screamed she's like she screamed somebody take the microphone away from this man <laughs> Whoa. somebody take the microphone away from this man i say somebody take and she just kept saying matter of factly like that and then so i started addressing and then she started getting irate Jay, take this like like flabbergasted, if you will. Take this microphone away from this man. And then she just she just like just sort of lumbered out of her chair. And it wasn't like a stage. There was no distinction between the stage and like the audience sitting. There was no elevation, if you will. Hmm. So she just like me- meandered on over up to me, and she put her she placed her little fingers <gasps> around my neck and just gave me the most ginger little strangle. It was like oh it was more ticklish <laughs> than it was. <laughs> so she's just attempting to strangle wow. me, and you could just see her eyes, lifeless eyes, like a doll's eyes, <laughs> black eyes, <laughs> and <laughs> it's, it's just and I'm laughing at her face, and she's tickling, and I could see that like I. I want to say this lady was either her handler, her mother, her sister, <laughs> I don't know, lover. And the, what struck me is how nobody jumped into action whatsoever. Everybody was just like, ah, that's just Sally being Sally. So it was, um, it was just such a classic situation. And, but I would say the worst part of that show is I had my audio recorder on. And I heard, and I, I, I accidentally left my phone like where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. And I heard this lady who was sitting near me as I was doing my jokes before the other lady attempted to strangle me, she was just like, she just went, I just heard, oh, so sophomoric. <laughs> that is the part that burned. Aww. There I was feeling like a million bucks. I got this cool, <laughs> I got this cool, Aww. cute little strangle story. <laughs> and I'm listening it. to that thing on the way home. And, <laughs> and that's why you never listen to your comedy. <laughs> oh, my God. That's my, so that was a great show. Vinny Beetlebook, man, I love you. He uh, has cold Facebook messaged me a number of times <laughs> where <laughs> he obviously has seen, uh, ha- has done the, the side-by-side to say that I am Facebook friends with enough stand-up comedians that he knows that he will has uh, twice cold Facebook messaged me to say, Hey, are you a stand-up comedian? <laughs> and the one time that I was like, yes, he proceeded to 
offer me what sounded like a ridiculous amount of driving and ticket selling uh, <laughs> versus the amount of stage time. So I think I ended up uh, having to be like, oh, you know what? It turns out I, I don't do stand-up comedy. Oh, sorry, retired. You just missed You me. just... <laughs> <laughs> the window shut, sorry. I was right there. Oh, he is the best. <laughs> yeah, that is his opening. That's everybody meets... Vinny Beetle with a DM. <laughs> you stand up. <laughs> oh, perfect. Ryan, what's your worst show, bro? I was thinking about it. I uh, probably have a have a have a couple of shows, but the the thing that uh, comes to mind is that when I was uh, when I was in a band, I was supposed to play a festival, I believe in Lee, Massachusetts, and it was called Shirefest or Burkefest. I played <laughs> one that I played both of those things and I can never remember which is which but it was they projected that 40,000 people were going to be there <laughs> and they booked uh, such high name acts as uh, LA Guns yeah. and Dokken were the two bands that were supposed to go there and uh, I, I want to say it was Wormtown or some other festival that people wanted to go to much much more uh, and also those two bands both pulled out so, wow. so my band still played on uh the nice start of that is that we got to play on the 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 big stage because there were no longer any big bands to play on <laughs> so we played in like this tavern on the second stage and then they were like hey there's nobody here do you want to play on the like with the scaffoldings and stuff and i was like yeah Hell but when yeah. they said that it was after our first set and i was so high <laughs> and uh, somewhere I have a picture from the newspaper of uh, of me on the cool stage, and then behind us you can see a empty field that probably has about fifty people in it, a forty thousand person capacity field filled uh, under capacity. <laughs> oh my good lord! That's pretty funny. Well, that's good stuff. Rock and roll, am I right? Rock and roll, man. That's Hell just the life roll. of the comedian. You know, we have the good times, we have the bad times. You know. Just gotta roll with those punches. Absolutely. Whenever I hear, whenever like I hear a rock and roll story, I'm like, ah, I want to be a rock and roller. I would if I if there was any opportunity for me to be a rock and roller. Is that what they is that musician? I guess is what you they can like go to be rock called. and roller if but that's what's in rocker. your heart. The thing is, I would go right for the yeah the <laughs> pomp and circumstance of rock and roll. Like I would go right for like the drug addiction. I wouldn't <laughs> learn the G seventh major. That would be an afterthought. Okay. But, oh man, I would be a rock and roller. There's so much more to carry, though. That's my, my favorite thing yep, about being a comedian right. versus being a musician mm -hmm. is that, like, once a week, I would have to pack, like, five tons worth of my most expensive possessions into my barely running minivan and drive, like, a hundred miles uh, to make no money and get some drink tickets. Yep. And it's pretty fun, but uh, that shit's heavy. <laughs> Yeah, that's I, I would have to go right into the successful musician who has roadies phase. I wouldn't I couldn't yeah, I couldn't put up with the the the, the schlep of it all. I'm not a schlep guy. No, you don't <laughs> seem like a schlep guy. Thank you. You're a bad boy, but you're not a schlep guy. Do you know what I'm in the mood for right now? What? What's that? Michelle, do tell. I'm in the mood with my strong opinions and all for a little Arts and entertainment. Arts and Ooh. entertainment segment. I think that can only mean one thing. Uh, 
<laughs> Folks, that can only mean one thing. It's performance time. Th- thank you, Kazunatics. <laughs> yes. Thank you for uh, for playing us in. Kazunatics' first album will be dropping. It'll be an EP, actually. It's going to be dropping in the next 13 months. I don't think it's such a ridiculous idea. I think I, I think we not. take a chance on on this crazy dream. I'm 110% with you, Ryan. I want to take this as far as it can go. Right. Till the wheels fall off. Until we're like the, the we're like yeah. the three Thelma and Louises of Kazoo rock and roll. Fuck yeah. We won't stop. Keep on driving. Who's the uh, rapper uh, who keeps Thelma going? And, and we won't stop. And we won't stop. Who's that rapper? And we won't stop. It, not and you don't stop. Oh, maybe it is you don't stop. And you Keep don't on stop? till the break of dawn, right? Yeah. Are we thinking of different things. Well, I don't know. It's a little foggy right now, but I digress. I think, du- is that Duke Ellington? It's uh, Duke Ellington. I'd put my money on that I one. I think I might be thinking of Curtis Blow, right? Curtis like, Blow. Give it up, give it up, break it down. <laughs> break it up, right? Now, now, we're back to our, now we're back to our basketball segment. Basketball. What a good lyric. He's like, listen, I don't need to write a bunch of lyrics. How about just one word? Basketball. It just break it down by syllables. <laughs> That's when rappers were just like, let me just get a big old word like basketball. <laughs> Us rappers, we like to play basketball. And let me just break it down by syllable. And call it rap. I heard, I heard some rap music the other day. And I, I, uh, I think that rap music now, a lot of it, at least like on, on television, is remember how uh, in the 90s there would be a rap song and then before it the rapper would like just say some stuff before he started rapping? Yeah. Well, now the whole song is just that, where they say stuff and I, I don't think they start rapping. Yeah. I think that's yeah, the thing. Sure. Rapping, it's all, yeah, it's all interlude. Rapping yeah. is a thing of the past in rap music. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's an amazing thing to realize. The evolution of rap. 2020. Studio down. I'm I'm Big Baby Corn. (laughs) Oh, that would actually be a great rap name. Big Baby Corn. Big Baby Corn. I like it. You got to work on that one. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Will you do us the honor of choosing the medium of performance this afternoon, please? This gorgeous sunny day here. All I want to do is entertain. And so don't my two co-hosts. Who was that guy that all he wanted to do was uh, zoomy zoom zoom? All I, just shake your butt. All I want to do is zoom zoom zoom. zoom Who's that guy? Is that Shaggy? I remember the beginning of the music was like like snake charmer music. <laughs> I looked at yeah, I looked it up the other day and it's it the name of who does that is not a name. I'll bet you nobody knows this person's name off the top of their dome. Everybody knows the song, but it's just such a mysterious. It's like I don't. I didn't know that, and I looked it up, and I still don't know the answer. It's not Shaggy. I'm all in. It's just Who is not it? a thing. It's not Shaggy. Onyx. No. Well, I don't think so, my friend. UB40. Oh man. <laughs> Bell Biv Devo. No. I love Bell Biv Devo. You ready, Bell? I'm yeah. ready. You ready, you. Biv? <laughs> I'm ready to hear part. you. You ready? He says, in all sincerity, you ready, Biv? <laughs> I'm ready to hear you. What are you called, Biv? Yo, Slick. Blow. I think I heard Biz Marquis has the coronavirus. <gasps> <laughs> you know, awful. You, you, you know how he got it? Dick oh. and boogers. Oh, God. <laughs> truth or dare is the name of the game. No, sir. Is truth or dare. There are other, I promise you, there are other Damn, tickets in here. Do you want to That's, pick something different? Or are we no, going? We, we got no, a ball. No, we no. got to go with it. 
This Guess is the when rules. the real shit comes out. Let's Them's do the rules. this. Right, How does who, this segment work? Yeah, who's up first? I'll go. Go for it. I'll go. Matt. Uh huh. Truth or dare? I'm gonna go with truth. Oh. All right, Matt. All right. Which body part do you think you use the most? Of my body? Yes. I would say I would I would say the body part that I use the most is okay. Let me think. Let me think. Let me think. I want to say fingers. <laughs> yeah. I'm always using my fingers for this and that. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're always using I'm your fingers. I'm fumbling with something. I'm twiddling. Wildly uh, gesticulating. Driving. I'm uh playing a trumpet. Mm-hmm. Um, what else can you do with the fingers? You Type. can uh. Pantomime. I like to use my fingers for my pantomime. You I use it for my marionette uh, collection. I would. Well, let's back up to the pantomime. I am so 100% invested in the pantomime thing. Like, I almost want you to stand up and pantomime for me just a little. Okay, I'm going to pantomime something, and you guys guess what it is. Okay. 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 All right. Cool. Pantomime. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Matt Woodland, pantomime extraordinaire. Okay. All right, let's see some rain, I think. That's rain, yep. I think <laughs> that was rain. That was great. That that was was my fingers were little droplets of rain. You know what? I was taking it way outside of that, like... Okay, what is he doing? What is he up to? I just don't trust the... But it, it was just as simple as rain. Yeah, you're like, what is this? The downfall of Western civilization? What's he doing? <laughs> is this like a metaphor for Gorbachev? Tear down that wall? No, it's just merely some rain drink, uh, dripping. And it's not a heavy, you could tell. You, it wasn't like, it yeah. It was a trickle. It wasn't like a, yeah. a Jumanji storm. It was like, no. uh, just like a little baby. Just like a dust. Uh, it not would, a dusting, but. Wouldn't have wiped the itsy bitsy spider all the way down the water spout just partway. Yeah, the, it wouldn't stop the rhino in its tracks from attacking David Alec Greer in that car. <laughs> <laughs> I miss Jumanji. Did you see the, the newer one? Always. Or the, I, I did not. <laughs> I think I have a problem with The Rock and I feel bad because now he's got Corona. His whole family does with The Rock? <laughs> His whole family has it. All of The Rocks, or The Johnsons. All the little pebbles. Yeah, oh. so cute. <laughs> I get it. All the little pebbles. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I just can't what? get I can't get enough of this performance thing. I'm like, I'm really feeling this. I kinda want you to pull one more little performance to oh, get yeah. out of the Cock envelope. Cock a doodle doo who, my friend. Oh, see, that needs to be a thing. I really think that this is Cock Doodle Doo. It's what we do best. <laughs> what does it say? Surprise interview your co host. Oh, oh now we're cooking with grease. <laughs> Are we gonna interview? I'm not making eye contact on purpose. This is what I find I'm doing. Yeah, nothing good here. Am I the interviewer? Yeah, I, I think, think you so. are. Yeah. All right. Or you can choose. I'm gonna make a rule up on the spot. If you don't feel like it, you can choose to defer your powers to somebody else. But I'm gonna veto that rule. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to see if I had that and power. That's, it turns out I don't. You do I'm have sorry. that power because we're all equal. Okay. <laughs> equal power. No, I uh, I retract my uh, veto. Excellent. Corleone. Excellent. <laughs> Look how they mess. Look how they massacred my boy. 
<laughs> if you interview me, you're going to get a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, narcotics is a dirty business. Uh, Vito. Uh, Vito Corleone. Uh, I got a cop. Nasty uh. cop. All right. All right. I got a, I got a question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that the point? <laughs> I'm thinking of a real... What's I'm an interview? That's like what? Questions and answers. Yeah, I'm thinking of a Q&A. Look <laughs> <Q&A, laughs> what, if you want. Like what we're doing. Ask <laughs> anything right. you want. Ask anything you want. Anybody. Ask Matt anything you want to ask Yeah, him. what you got? Hey, Matt. <laughs> what, what, is there any question? such thing as a heroic death? <laughs> heroic death. Heroic death. Um, I mean, I guess if you choke oh on God. a grinder. <laughs> or otherwise known as... Uh, <laughs> Wait, ask well me that done. question again. I got another version of it. Well done. Oh, clever. Matt, is there any such thing as a heroic death? Well, I guess if you uh, choke on uh, something of a hoagie. <laughs> <laughs> ask me another. I got, another. I got another one. I got one. I got uno mas. Matt, is there any well, such thing? Well, I guess thing? it depends if you choke on a <laughs> submarine sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I've exhausted all the information I have. Beautiful. So beautiful. Couldn't be happier no, with that. I, I'm very happy with that outcome. Thank you, Matt. Cha-cha. I realized as I was asking that question, I should have thought of a question that had a built-in funny answer. Well, you can go again, Ryan. Do you want to do? You want to roll? You want to go again? No, that also, turned out as well as I think it chance? could have. That was. Go ahead, Matt. What, what's the question? What did you say about what? Did, I thought you were chiming in because you wanted to ask a question. Well, because I was also thinking like we could get. Because this podcast, yeah, we're funny, we're all fun and games, frivolity, but once in a while, we could get ocean deep real (laughs) and just really tear the lid off of, we could take this relationship, this friend, like, I don't know, are we friends or, I feel like we went right into business partners. (laughs) So I don't think there's no, this is is a friend-free zone because we're one step, we're what really matters because friends, what's even the point? This is business, my friend. And business is thicker than water. I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> Cut that part. I don't know what I don't I don't know what happened. Michelle, you're yes. the anchor. You're the anchor of the operation. Where are we right now? What's going on? You know on? where we are right now? I wanna know what you like. I wanna know what you both like. Okay. That can only mean one thing. It's time for top five. Top five. One, two, three, four, five. Who wants to uh, tell us what our top five is going to be about today? I'm putting that out there. Whoever wants to grab I'll something. tell. Tell me. I'll tell These like it are is. such attractive envelopes that snatching the paper from them is <laughs> It's grunge vans again. No, it isn't. <laughs> Shut up with grunge. We already yeah, did we that. Already we exhausted detail. that. What's new? Top five hair metal bands. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we really, we don't get far. Yeah, we don't get well, far do off the try, reservation. You want to try something different? We got to, we'll do hair metal. We can knock out hair metal bands, dude. We're we a can. bunch of rockers. Yep, we are. Wait, wait, wait. Guess what song this is. Do-do. That was a 46 and 2 tool. Ah. <laughs> Thank you. 
Oh, okay. Hair metal bands. Top hair five. Hair metal bands. Ryan, what's your top five hair metal dead? I feel like most of the the hair metal bands, at least the American hair metal bands, uh, I'm taking directly from uh, Decline of Western Civilization Part Two. You yep. ever seen that? Yep, of course. Because you got uh, you got Kiss, who although they seem like pretty terrible people, mm-hmm. are uh, a pretty iconic band. Mm-hmm. But they're they're definitely a hair metal band. I'd agree you with know? that. Hair metal, put it in the five. Yeah. Yep. And is the criteria? Are you going for what is like? The top five, like, is, is it, are we doing like personal? Like, what's your top five, or are we doing like what is the top five, or like what what are the criteria are you using? I think we could for go, this rank. We could go around and make everybody's individual top five. I want to know what you know. Or like, are we trying to come together? Like, what is the top? Like, what would we say is the top five? Hmm. I wish I never asked this question because we are we are going somewhere. deadlock. I just <sighs> yeah stopped stop dead. I guess we'll just, let's just start listing them, and then we'll decide what the criteria is afterwards. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Kiss. So Ryan's picking his favorite band, Kiss. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Kiss when I was, like, 13 years old, and on the on the way out, I uh, uh, went into one of those side doors on the side of the stage so you can, like, watch from the oh, balcony. Nice. And I was like, there's, right down there, there's Paul Stanley playing his stupid guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Thirteen, I was like, "Oh, I bet I could, uh, I bet I could spit on him from here," and I did just that. <laughs> oh my God, Ryan! No one, I know why he's talking kiss now. He had a really nice kiss story up in the back. Seat. Yep, he's like, "I'm just gonna." I'm sure it happens. This. I'm just sure. gonna put this right. Fuck here. disco, Knights and Satan service. <laughs> I fucking, I would, I would hate personally. I would hate, really hate to be at a kiss concert because every next song. Cause I'm always like, what are they gonna play next? And it, I, it would always just be another Kiss song. <laughs> I would hate to hear any other Kiss songs. Oh, I love Kiss. I do, I really do not enjoy their catalog of work. I think the worst thing about being at a Kiss concert in today's day and age is that at this point, I think Gene Simmons has uh, come out so strongly in favor of uh, the president and his side of the aisle <laughs> that I feel like you see a lot of MAGA hats at a KISS concert these days. That's I'm kind of sure funny. of it. <laughs> that reminds me, I remember way, way back in the day, um, my dad brought me to a Pantera concert. <gasps> and he was, he was really, he was really shocked by how many Confederate flags were just like zipping oh, around. Right. And then I, I was like, as a, like a young boy, I was like doing the classic art. It's like, no, I think it's just like they're proud of their heritage. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like <laughs> 10 years old. <laughs> oh, Pantera. That's pretty cool that he went to a Pantera concert. It was your dad into heavy metal? Not at all. He's he wow. he world famously fell asleep during a Slayer concert once. But there used to be a time before I had a driver's license. During raining blood. <laughs> that I That's insane. <laughs> yeah, my dad. I don't yeah, he was a good sport. That's what I'll give him. He was wow. definitely a good sport about it. That's a good parent. I think any parent that'll like completely like not think of their own musical tastes and choices and just like completely support their kids. And that's a good parent right there. Yeah, like. he, he was more into like Gregorian chant stuff like that. He <laughs> was <know>. a very <laughs> good stuff. He he liked the Renaissance. Yeah, a little different, a little different. If I want to put my two cents in here, I'm gonna go with Motley Crue. I always the Crue. Quintessential. I think yeah. Is there anybody? Was there any challenger for what is the top hair metal band? 
to Motley Crue? Like, who even comes close, do you think? Well, you had brought up White Snake, I think, in an earlier Not conversation, maybe. What do you think what about White Snake? I don't know that it's the same category. Yeah? White Snake is a, is a fine band, but, uh, I mean, so what are the attributes of hair metal? I would think that... Uh, especially if you put Motley Crue at the at the top, which I totally agree with. They're they're a great band. They have uh, you know a consistently amazing stage show. They got mm-hmm. got big hair, oh, yeah. makeup. Although I want to interject because just like Ryan, I've got a Motley Crue story too. Because I was at the Target Center in Minneapolis watching the crew. I was watching them do a show, and this, what year is this? Give us uh, this is so I'm just in context. I moved back out here in 2010, so this was probably about I saw it a couple years, so about 2008. Mm-hmm. And he still tries. Vince Neil still tries to wear the same shit that he wore from 1984. Oh, like I was looking at the side, like he, those little pants that those leather pants that mm-hmm. you know you can lace up on the sides. He was wearing those, but the margin of lace was just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, dude, just wear a pair of jeans. It's gonna be okay. I know. You can retire them, but it's just, I, it's gotta be, uh, you know, akin to comedy where you, you know, want to continue, you know, doing your stand-up writing, being funny, and everything. He wants to continue being Vince Neil, mm. like the. <laughs> if if you're Vince Neil, your fondest wish in the world is for the other three guys to get fat as well. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to hope for that. Yeah. Yep. Probably, yeah, he's always bringing like a dozen donuts. Like, here, Tommy. <laughs> you do, yep, just, you just got that big mayhem tattoo over his like perfect six pack. <laughs> Come on, Tommy. When he tells people yeah. in strip clubs, be like, I was in Motley Crue. And they say, Oh, are you the fat one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some bands that they're set up, they're really set up not to age. Like, you'll have like Neil Young, who was like, when he was 22, he was an old man, you know? He's like, he's ready to be, he's just, his musical style is like, I'm ready for old man stuff. Oh, yeah. You, you have that with James Taylor, born old. <laughs> Billy <laughs> Nelson, born old. Just but Motley Crue is Tom like, Waits. that is like Tom I love Waits. Tom Waits, absolutely. Tom Waits was born dead. Yep. He was, like, you, you, uh, yeah. You can't imagine yeah. like a like a young Tom Waits being like, "Let's get started on this day." <laughs> <laughs> he was singing songs like "Old 55" about leaving his lady's apartment early in the morning and the long arduous drive afterwards. Hey. So it was a little a little dark for a gentleman that young, I think. <laughs> you uh, don't play with my Tonka truck. It's <laughs> in my sandbox. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the pre- <laughs> I know. I, I, Tom Waits' first album, uh, Juice Box and Cigarettes. Funny, <laughs> 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 oh, the Waits man. Who else? Who else? We got. I think we covered how many? Dose. We covered two out of the five. I, not a band, but I feel like uh, I feel like Ozzy deserves an honorable mention in hair metal history because not everybody from uh, the 1970s, you know, hard rock slash heavy metal scene made mm. the the transition to uh, the 80s hair metal time. But Ozzy sure did. Yep. Ozzy uh, uh, went with the hair, started dressing like one of the golden girls. Shot in the dark. Yeah. I just remember that music video, and I'm like, oh, it's B. Arthur. So <laughs> right, so right. Yeah, Ozzy. No matter yeah what, no matter what's going on, he'll just he'll just fit in. He'll do whatever it is to fit in. Yep. 
He probably, you know, in the <laughs> the early nineties, wearing a tracksuit, Adidas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he actually did that, but he'll just, yeah, whatever. What yeah. are we doing? I'm in. Legendary. And I think Ozzy needs to be enabled too. That's why his yep. solo career allowed him to like completely go off the rails uh, <laughs> even further than the Black Sabbath days. <laughs> I validate your I validate your nomination. Cool. I valid. I think that is a yes, sir. It is. Yeah. You got it, my vote. And there is yeah. The the thing is because he you know he just sort of jumps through. He can he can meld into the genre, but then you think you think of like Ozzy, it's like, yeah, he he stayed current and relevant. But then when you're thinking of like hair metal bands, what's that like? Do we? Do they have to exist like within strictly in the '80s and then not out because it's. But also Motley Crue is a weird band where it's like they they stuck with the style of hair metal like well through the 90s. Mm-hmm. Like they just there's not many ba- like bands will evolve and get out of their decade and stuff, but God bless them. They just were like this is what we do. And then yeah. it did be- yeah, it became embarrassing. Well, they <laughs> they briefly tried to completely make over that when they uh, fired Vince Neil in the early 90s, they uh, picked up a singer named John Karabi from a hardcore band called Scream, and he had like long, curly black, like kind of uh, you know grunge hair. And uh, I think that they thought they were gonna remake their image as like more of a hard uh, grunge influenced rock and roll band, hmm. and uh, that did not work out. It was their lowest. Uh, okay. Yeah. Lowest selling album. The, the Gary Sharon years. Yeah. Ab- ab- absolutely. Gary Sharon, yeah. Okay, yeah. Stop the world. I want to get off. I didn't know that factoid about the crew. Yeah. That's another extreme song people don't know about. It's really good. What's up? Stop the world. I want to get off. Oh, get the funk out. <laughs> nice. Got it. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's go. We got two more. Two more. Oh, I forgot. I had. I didn't realize I was holding the topic in my hand. And I thought it. Then I thought it was just some debris in my hand, like a gum wrapper. So I did crinkle it up, and I apologize for that. I'll accept it, man. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm oh, gonna give wet. my topics back at the end. How did you manage to get it to be wet? It's a little moist. <laughs> I'm nervous. I have a lot of. Aww. I have a lot of nervous palm energy. I'm sorry, buddy. I wish you never well, said anything. I have athletic fingers, as we found out from before. They're always doing sun. <laughs> Completely true. I guess true. the raindrops got them wet. Okay. Yeah. <sighs> this is true. Okay. B.J. Thomas. <laughs> the raindrops keep falling on my head. That was uh, that's one of my fa- that's that's a fun romance scene in what was it, in uh, Robert Redford and what's the movie? It's uh well, yeah Sunny and Lolo. No, it's uh it, it, the, it's him and the other it's him and Paul Newman. Tango and Cash. Tango. No, Butch Cassidy. Butch Cassidy. But they're just zipping around the horse with B.J. Thomas playing. It's not a rainy day. It's just like a sunny day, and like they're just having fun with that horse. And that is the chosen that's song. A, that's a fun. Yeah, I, re- I just remember that. That, that. When I think of that song, I, I always think of that scene. Just like, just you and your best gal and a nice horse. Boom. Romance. I always just yeah. remember thinking so. These characters, they're in a love triangle, but they all seem cool with it until later. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just riding around on, on uh, have you ever ridden on the handlebars of a bicycle? It's. Movie makes it look more comfortable than it really is. It's uh-uh. not comfortable, but it is 
exciting. Wait, were they on a bicycle and I'm and, and I, I I switched that to a horse in my head? Yeah. For the sake of romance. I think so. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty yeah, sure. It, no, you're absolutely right. That was not a horse. <laughs> it's like that fucking uh, uh, scene in Mash where he changes the memory around. He's like, yeah. Then I just strangled this chicken to death. Meanwhile, spoiler alert: it was a baby. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, well, sometimes in war you have to strangle a baby. I guess I don't know. It's Korea is crazy, dude. I don't know. <laughs> it was gonna, it was gonna make all kinds of baby noise. It was gonna make the ruckus, and then yeah, so you have to kill the baby to save the uh, the rest. Not me, dude. I don't think that should be. I, what's if we're what's the point of fighting in a war if we're just killing our own babies? You know, it's like <laughs> isn't that the point of fighting a war? So we, we, we don't kill babies. So the babies can stay alive. Save the babies. Yeah, it's that's a mess. You're tackling the tough issues right now that haven't been tackled before, Matt. And I think that you do that a lot, and that's what I appreciate about you. you. You do. You know who else I think <laughs> had a notable hair metal period that I think gets an honorable mention for going through hair metal and uh, and sort of uh, altering their style to, to encompass it and then came out the other end is <laughs> Alice Cooper. Yeah. Oh yeah. He, oh my God. He it off. Alice Cooper, that album Trash oh, yes. is is amazing, and it is as hair metal as anything. Uh, he's got a lot of '80s albums uh, that are very hair metally. He did a lot of uh, soundtrack work that's very uh, synthesizery around that period. I don't know if you guys know the uh, the song. He's back. Parentheses, the man behind the mask from Friday the 13th, part five. Oh, yeah. I used oh, to wow. hate seeing that music video on MTV because I'm a scaredy pants anyways. I can't handle my horror movies. And, like, I remember that music video. They took off Jason's mask, and you could see all the worms underneath it and everything. Eee. Come on, Alice Cooper. But I did love Poison. And that album, my brother got that album for yeah. Christmas, and there was a song called Bed of Nails. I'll chain you like a... Uh, to a bed of a nails. Bed of Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> That's yeah. the chorus. He's such a, that was probably one of my favorite concerts I ever saw was Alice Cooper. It was just really? so good. It was just so action-packed. When did you see him? This was, this must have been uh, maybe 2009, something like that, around that time. Great. But wow. I also remember, I, yeah, speaking of weird, talking Mot Motley Crue, that was, I must have seen him right before the major Vince decline. It, I think it was 2000, 99, 2000. Oh, yeah. And Vince, yeah, he's still like, he wasn't, yeah, he wasn't like ha-cha-cha-cha -cha -cha sexy, but he was still <laughs> like, I, he's fuckable, let's put it that way. He was never ha-cha-cha-cha -cha -cha sexy. Like, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. I just don't right? get it. Yeah. You know who was, though? Nikki Six. That's the hot one in Motley Crue. Yeah. That's the hot one. Sorry. Everybody, I love a guy that... Every gal loves a guy who's stared death in the eye. Yep, you know, I love, I love that. a guy who's OD'd. <laughs> Gals love guys who OD'd. Yeah, but it's yep. like you're not supposed to put that on your Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so, you somehow have to like, yeah, you just have to like, yeah, you just like show, you just do like a shot with all your track marks just to know. It's like, yeah, I'm a bad boy. <laughs> Be like, oh, I totally bet you're gonna steal money from me and treat me like crap. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ding. Nah. Uh, See, that's what, what you want is a reformed bad boy. Nikki Six. Yep. Nick See? The, re the reformed bad boy. Yeah. Yeah. He is reformed. So, like. He's got, like, tasteful demons. He's got where they're, like, charming. 
and I bet you, they, you know, he's got a little bit of a swirl. He's a little bit of a devilly swirl in him, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure, still. He can still be kind of a, a son of a gun. I'll yep. bet you, do you think Mick Mars Ugh. even got one piece of pussy his entire life? No. I, there's no way. <laughs> he's too creepy. He's like a member of the Adams family. <laughs> he's, and he was so much older than the rest. He he was he went into the band. He was like that creepy old uncle of the yeah. band. Just like, oh, Mick, what are you doing here? Well, he knew what he was doing, though. Regards. He's a really good musician, so that's all they really cared about is mm-hmm. just having a thin more girls for them, I guess. You know, just one less guy that they have, like, yeah. to contend with, I suppose. Maybe? Did, did you guys see the movie, the Dirt movie? Oh, yeah, I love that yeah. movie. Have you, have you read the book? No, I have not actually. I read the book. I found the I, the I found the the movie to be pretty good, but not as uh, it's a great book. I've read it like two or three. It's very very readable because it's <laughs> all full of all full of craziness. <laughs> I think that the hijinks. the thing about the movie that I don't like is is only that they spend too much time. Like I think this is a uh, a regular rock and roll bio uh, pitfall is that they spend too much time explaining like moments. You know, like like songs in movies uh, that are getting written in front of you on camera. It's always like, what if uh, Doctor feel bad? No, and then there'll be like a moment <laughs> of clarity where everybody will be like, feel good. <laughs> that thing where you know it's like, yeah, I know the I know the story. I know where we're gonna go with this, and <laughs> yeah, they always like the creative process of like coming up with the band name. Is always so super contrived. You can see mm-hmm. it coming to my and like the suggestions before are just so just like no, obviously that's not going to be it. <laughs> it was like yeah, the band name. What what was it? He's like he's like Motley Crue. Yeah, but what if we just like? But they they do it doesn't come up organically at all. It's just like yeah, but what if we do this very specific thing? That will be our iconic look for our name. <laughs> huh? How about that for a suggestion? How about this proven successful thing that we know is going to work nicely? <laughs> huh? What do you think about that? Yeah. Yeah, but Nikki, but um, Tommy Lee, he went upside down in his cage. That yes. was that's pretty cool. That was so cute. That was cute. How disorient! You know, you know your shit when you're like being toppled upside down in a cage and you're expected to do your job. I saw them on their farewell tour, and uh, Nikki Six had a a bass guitar that was also a flamethrower, that must have shot flames like fifty feet in the air. And then the flamethrower ignited a hundred foot tall flaming pentagram. Oh, so rad. Whoa. <laughs> it's pretty rad. <laughs> so fucking radical, dude. And, That's a uh, feat of engineering. Yeah. And Tommy Lee's like whole the track that the drum riser goes up on and then turns over. Uh, not as impressive as I th- thought it would be after hearing about it. For <laughs> <laughs> if you're, if it doesn't go very fast. <laughs> It's amazing how rock and roll, like, they have, like, without, like, the, without the fact that the music is rock and roll music, like, the things they do are so douchey, just, like, (laughs) evoking the devil, (laughs) and just, like, it's so just, like, 13-year-old boy, just, like, incel bullshit, but if you can rock and roll, it just makes that shit totally passable to get away with it. That's why you can never be, like, a rock and roll comic or something like that, because you're, you need actual rock and roll music. Ah, that's my little, t- that's my hot take on uh, rock and roll. So when you listen to this podcast, I just want you to know that Matt will drop little bits of wisdom all throughout this podcast. So everybody, when you listen, listen closely and take notes. Because they're there, but they're hidden. Yep. <laughs> they're hidden bits of wisdom. They're, shr- they're shrouded in mystery. 
but when they drop, it's like, and it's like gold. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, I don't foist them upon you. They're just yeah, like no. available. No. That's yeah, it. Yeah, she really did. I like to think of them more as breadcrumbs, just like, you know, That's Hansel and Gretel re- and, and just lure you back to my, I don't know, what did she live in? Some gingerbread house? Is that how? She didn't live in a gingerbread house, that Hansel and Gretel lady, right? Yeah. I think no, she, she did. did she lived in a gingerbread house. To That's lure how them. she lured them, yeah. yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. Otherwise, what's the draw to going to some old lady's house in the middle of the woods? Well, what's the draw about a breadcrumb? Oh, no, that she didn't lead the breadcrumb. They left the breadcrumb. Oh, so that wasn't, yeah. <laughs> Dude, this is, okay. I was thinking of Hansel and Gretel like a witch was like tempting, like, what's this, a breadcrumb? Ooh. <laughs> and these doofy little kids, like, I don't know, maybe it was back in the Depression era where like bread meant something, but. I really hope those are progresso breadcrumbs. Do you notice that favorite. witches and fairy tales don't have names? They're oh all my. just the witch. How are we supposed That's to tell? That's true. How are That's we supposed true. to tell Hansel and Gretel witch from Cinderella witch? Okay, Unless, so with let, one exception, if you're a good witch, Glenda. Ah, bad yep. witches don't get named. Although they do when you watch Wicked, because I think that they name the other witches in Wicked. I don't remember the names, but Carnarella. No? I don't think so. Florg. Florg the witch. I like the names. I, I don't think that they're witch. a part of it. You have a good imagination. Just fooling around. I can't. Did those guys from. um, Did that Susan Sarandon witch movie? Did she have a witch name? Susan Sarandon. Was, was it Witches of Eastwick? Oh my God. Is she yeah, in Witches that? of Eastwick. Yep. It's Michelle her, Pfeiffer. Her and and yep. Michelle Pfeiffer. All right, hot. Right, and then right. like Jack Nicholson's The Devil. We're supposed to buy that Jack Nicholson's hot. Okay. So stop, stop pushing Jack Nicholson, early Jack Nicholson, on us women audience members as handsome. Because he's not. Because he's always been creepy looking. He's got those like corn for teeth and like that little like that like crazy leer. Mic drop, although yeah. I'm still holding it. Yeah, he's another that was he was he born old. There was no, there's never any young Jack Nicholson. No, another one. That's a great. That's a great category. I Even, feel like this is coming. Yeah, about. like yeah, that guy in Chinatown. That was just some old man just trying to like, what's going on with the water supply? You know what I realized though, we haven't uh, come up with our fifth in the top five. We got four. For what? I'm confused. What are we doing right Hair now? Hair metal bands. Oh. We're <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I don't know. You were keeping track of how many we did. That's it good. Yeah. Um, what do we have? Okay, so we have. So what did we talk? We decided we we kind of just been mentioning bands. We got Alice Cooper. We got Alice Cooper. We've got Motley Crue. We've got uh, Ozzy. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy. Yep. And then we're talking. I mean, for like personal favorite, like favorite, like pound for pound songs. Like I'm, I love White Snake, but I, uh, I got no, I got no. But it's weird because the, the song I probably want to hear the least at all times is Here We Go Again on Our Own. Yeah. I do never want to hear that song, but love me some White Snake for sure. Yep. Yeah. They've got a lot of other good songs. That's not their only good song. Well, I mean, it, you hear it so much, it is just like, it's like eating white bread. You don't really care for it either way. <laughs> you know, it's just there. But all their other songs, I agree with you that they yeah. have a good catalog of songs. Still of the night. Yeah. Still a night. He's not. He. he he's not a good-looking man. <laughs> I don't think so. And they always get the hot girls. Like Tawny Katane was his lady love for a while. 
But even she ran off with a baseball player mm. who she, by the way, assaulted. She, like, domestically abused her husband, her next husband after him. Got in all sorts of trouble. Tawny. Tawny. Yeah. Come on, Tawn. Yeah. <laughs> Boy. Those uh, hair metal men, they really drive you nuts. Well, ca- so how can we tie, how can we uh, close out this top five? I say, why don't we just say... Uh, uh, balls to the wall, except <laughs> clearly, <laughs> <laughs> clearly deserves <laughs> deserves a, a, a notable mention. I don't know. I feel like um, personally, I'm out of steam with this. I feel like okay. we got <laughs> we covered it. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Is there? I don't. I can't think of any of uh, anyone else that really needs to be said in this. I feel like a lot of the the you know the the Aussies and the the uh, even Kiss and Alice Cooper. Those are all bands that started. You know, in the 70s, uh, in a sort of the, the first big, like, arena rock yeah. boom. And then they sort of just rode the wave into hair metal. So I'm trying to think of, like, bands that are hair metal in and of themselves, where I would probably say, like, like a Twisted Sister mm-hmm. or uh, even even a Wasp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. a Wasp. Yeah. But uh, I, I think that a lot of the bands in there carried through, and then carried through to the 90s, because uh, Kiss and Aerosmith and uh, Alice Cooper, you know, uh, certainly made it past hair metal. Uh, you know, so did Motley Crue. So did Bon Jovi. You know, there there are relatively few bands that were relegated only to that genre. Nelson. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Prettiest heads of hair. Let me ask you this, Lita Ford. So there's Lita Ford, and I think that she qualifies as hair metal, but she's a lady. But she's a lady. So is hair metal relegated only to all male bands or is it because it's when a male has really long hair and put on makeup they're like doing that switcheroo where they're taking on the long hair and the makeup? I think Lita Ford counts. If you were to ask though, if we were to make a list of what constitutes uh, hair metal in history, would a very, very sexist and misogynistic beyond that list yes <laughs> I was, it definitely I, was, I am a misogynist am i sexist <laughs> do you want to be i feel gross now for asking yeah. that totally edit that ryan <laughs> i am not a misogynist but you can keep that in there Wink. <laughs> you know what that's gonna wrap it up folks that is uh that's the dirty stayouts for you. That's our that's show today. That's the dirty stayouts. Okay. We're gonna take you out with a little bit of a fine kazooshin. What's a let's, what's a good hair metal song that we could kazoo it up to? The final countdown. No. Nope. I don't think I know that well enough to do it on. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Goodbye.